Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, one science fiction theater minute at a time. I'm Nick Mendes in the news. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Pete the Retailer. I'm Alex Robinson. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Our, our pleasure. Thanks for having us back. Today we are going back to minute 61. 62. 62. Beg pardon. <laughs> uh, which begins with Biff telling uh, Marty to make like a tree uh, in, in that way by getting uh, getting out of there uh, and ends with the night falling on the George McFly home. I, so, I think this minute features the worst screenwriting of the film. Really? I don't know. There's just something so... I mean, I love it, but it's like, that's when my favorite television <gasps> show, science fiction theater, and I was like, ah, you couldn't have done that any other way i don't know just like in a in a movie full of like really i think it's a little clunky it's a little clunky for the most like elegantly plotted movie ever made almost you know what i mean it is a little heavy-handed especially you know we already know like we've seen him reading sci-fi books and and we know what kind of guy he is yeah we didn't need that extra level of of gravy Right. You think there's definitely there there's 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 subtlety. Uh, they they actually like pumped in a bunch of subtlety into the next into the next minute, sure, yeah. uh, tomorrow's minute, which I have a lot to say about. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it, so it's interesting that this is as clunky as as it is. Do you think back then, like people weren't from as familiar with in this pre-internet age, they weren't as familiar with nerds, so they had to really explain like nerds <laughs> are people who like science fiction and are uncomfortable. Around You're dinner. telling me that they like uh, eat spikes at the carnival? No, 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 no. The nerds, <laughs> as in <laughs> dweebs, dorks. It's that uh, the candy. It's little tiny bits of sugar, right? Yes, it comes in a box. Yes. So tasty. Ah, give up. Um, ah, yeah, no, gee. I... <laughs> I think that that's uh, that's actually a good point. That might be that might be true. Was this was this? No, this was after Revenge of the Nerds, right? Well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think, I it's think a year it was later. 84? Yeah. So so this is yeah nerds nerds are uh yeah eighty four. So this yeah, this yeah, is post Revenge of the Nerds. So then I have no explanation. Right. <laughs> Other than just clunky screenwriting. Yeah, it's a, it's a little clunky. Well, yeah, unless so they guess, unless they go ahead, Pete. It was written maybe before because this was written in like. It took a couple of years to get this done, right? So it was written maybe like That's 80, true. 81, something like that. And then I think their first draft was 80. Yeah. So then maybe in the meantime, nerds became a thing. But it, yeah, really, they thought it's they like uh, it's like, uh, you know, all those Pixar uh, DreamWorks movies where they're like, what? Zemeckis, Zemeckis is working on a nerd movie. Get me a nerd movie. I want a nerd movie out at the same time. You know, right. Right. And so on. So. Well, and they would have been shooting this at the time that the movie came out. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So the the script would have been already locked by that point. Sure. Um Well yeah, so speaking of the script and and what's in it, what's not in it is is I know that uh um no, I can't remember his name even though we just talked about him last minute, but the guy Michael who played Biff, Fox? No, the Biff. Oh, Thomas Wilson. Thomas Wilson. Uh I know he ad-libbed, he said he ad-libbed some of Biff's dialogue and made up, you know, just kind of on the spot was kind of invoked his inner bully or what what he got from people he was bullied growing up. So, right. Uh, do you think make like a train get out of here was written? It, it has to be, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. It, that's gotta that, that's be. such a Bob Gale joke. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes a recurring motif, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. Right. Uh, I just, I love how 
dead serious he is about it. Like that's what makes the line, I think, because he he looks like he's really threatening Marty, but he just told him to get out of here like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, well, maybe like, like the butthead thing. It, that was a big deal in the 50s. Like, no one had ever... Had ever your ever. head is that of an ass, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love that Biff's the one that walks away, even though he tells Marty to get out of here. Right. <laughs> Although, he, <laughs> get, you know, Marty should... You get it, You get out of here, but I'll, I'll show you how. This, this is how. <laughs> See what I'm doing? You do this. <laughs> Technically, I'm going to be the nerd. I'm going to push up my imaginary glasses. But, you know, technically, he is getting out of there the same way a tree would. And that's incredibly slowly and taking, you know, tens, <laughs> if not hundreds of years. That's true. That's true. Long enough for Georgia to get away. Yeah, that's for there sure. You go. Um, someone throws a paper airplane at Strickland. and It's my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, like, Hey, Strickland. <laughs> is that just to like an excuse to get the act like to have him leave for some reason like wait it's a weird yeah. minute it's a weird it's like, it's the, like the tail. It, tap on a shoulder like, at an improv you know show what it is something. it's like this unseen <laughs> guardian angel of hill valley high <laughs> like the jughead of hill valley high you know what i mean he doesn't even get involved in the drama it's a it's oh. another time travel yeah, yeah. they, they totally should have had it be marty they should have had Marty from the future throwing the plane as a way of distracting. In the second one. Yeah, or, exactly. Well, yes. That could be four. It could be basically like Ender's Shadow kind of thing where it's yeah, like the one of them fly kids. One of oh, Marty's yeah. kids going back and having to save everything kind of an, an additional time. Like all the things that just kind of happen to work out for him is because yeah, yeah. somebody else is, is traveling through the same time stream. Yeah. And they could they could shoot it like that... Um, uh, what, what was that Deep Space Nine episode? Uh, Trials and Tribulations, oh, right? right? Tribble, tribulations. Uh, they could they could shoot it like that so that you can you know right. green screen the original movie in there or whatever. Mix it all in. Yeah, mix it all in. But if it was a kid that really needed to get a message across to his buddy <laughs> on the other side of the cafeteria, and he was like, "It's now or never." <laughs> 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 I just I, I I just I love it as a as like a as like a pressure release, you know? Yeah. It's it's really nice. Um uh, thank you thank you so much for taking us back to the cafeteria the because I yes. Um I want to uh take a minute. So at uh one oh one eighteen we get a really good look at um uh George's discarded um lunch tray. Um, mm -hmm. is okay, I'm not as familiar with my 1950s school lunch layout, but is that a pouring glass of chocolate milk? Which is, it has like a little jar, and then it looks like he was been he had been pouring the chocolate milk from the decanter, if if I may, <laughs> into the glass. I mean, we know from late from from from. Friday's minute that he takes his chocolate milk very seriously. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so like, did he pull that out of like, does he keep them in jars in storage? And like, does he bring it to school and then pour it into a glass? It's just such a, I don't know. Well, I figure, I figure it's one of those like milk crates that you, you would pull like milk, like boxes of milk out of like when we were in school, but, to be jars. but back then it, they were just glass. Oh, bottles yeah and it was probably just rude to drink out of a glass bottle i mean this is the 50s yeah. so like that sort of thing Absolutely. more civilized age right 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 so this was uh, a more peaceful way of drinking milk right i mean he's still and he has that that big plate of ketchup to go with his scrambled eggs that he didn't that's touch. a lot of scrambled eggs 
That's a lot of ketchup. Yeah, I was going to ask, was... is that mashed potatoes or <laughs> See, I thought eggs? the red stuff was jello. I didn't even know that was ketchup. Uh, looks like ketchup looks to pretty me. solid, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was jello. <laughs> well, well, I'm just uh, also just impressed that they're using glasses. Like, yeah, it's like, so they had to wash all those. The milk and... was so much colder back then. Yeah, right. Actually, when I was in school, I mean, I, I spent some time in private schools, and we had we had glasses and oh, glassware and stuff. Nice. Mm. Sorry, not to His Highness. Like, oh, didn't everybody use <laughs> fine uh, silverware and uh, glasses when they were? Yeah. Why are they using a breakfast serving instead of a lunch serving uh, place settings? It's <laughs> tut, crazy. <laughs> Only one set of silverware? <laughs> um, uh, I, I, are we going through chronologically or can I skip ahead? To, or technically, can I skip back to something we've already discussed a bit? You can skip back. Go ahead. Um, I looked up science fiction, the- sci-fi theater. Okay. And uh, it was indeed a real show. Huh. That mm-hmm. aired from 1955 to 1957. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of like a Twilight Zone-ish anthology series. Uh, noteworthy because the first season was in color because they thought, by the, they thought, oh, color TV is going to be here any minute. And it wasn't. So then they did the second season in uh, black and white. Weirdly, uh, so there's a couple of actors, uh, DeForest Kelly, June Lockhart, Vincent Price were in some. Season two, mm-hmm. episode seven, an actor named Michael Fox was in it. Hey, oh. how about oh. that? So, That's the uh, reason why Michael J. Fox has the J. Yeah, exactly. So maybe do you think they did put that in his little wink to uh, the other mm. Mike Fox who was sitting in the theater being like, oh, I should have had that role. Yeah, I should have right. been that kid. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm seeing someone named uh, Bill Williams, too, which just makes me think of Billy D. Williams. Oh. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like his early name or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so clearly they did their research with, uh, with, in terms of getting the, the accuracy, uh, getting, getting historically accurate. So a tip of the hat to whoever did the research there. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish we knew if there was any like notable episodes of that show. Uh, uh it but... says it was released on DVD, but I've never heard of it and never yeah. seen it or, yeah, like, or you, you never hear, you never hear like Spielberg or. Brad Bird talk about science fiction theater, you know? Yeah. 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 Each episode began with the host saying, uh, how do you do, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Truman Bradley. Let me show you something interesting. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right. Somehow it didn't last. Yeah. Yeah. Episode titles are fantastic. Spider Incorporated. Ooh. The Frozen Sound. The brain of John Emerson. Mm. These are all great band names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation with an ape. Nice. That sounds like a Kafka story, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm interested. Postcard interested. from Barcelona. That doesn't sound sci- sci-fi at all. Uh, that sounds like a that sounds like a Warren Buffett song. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Yeah. Actually, yeah, a lot of these um, could be could be uh Signals from the heart. These could all be kind of either prog rock songs or uh... <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Also, it's interesting that, you know, kids watching this today or anybody watching this today might not kind of identify with the fact that, you know, there was such a thing as appointment television. Yeah. You know, it was like, no, I'm going to miss this show that will never air again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was on and that, that was it. <laughs> right. Like, it's so didn't... weird that that went away in between our lifetimes 
Yeah. Like it it just it came and went in such a weird It it happened really fast. Yeah, because like I, I, I remember being in high school and not and and you know, there still being appointment television. Even though Absolutely. like there had been like VCR recordings and stuff, but that was always such poor quality. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the first kind of uh, well, it was TiVo, right? Yeah, I guess oh. TiVo. Well, I guess technically even VCR is kind of sure. Were, I guess they did the first time that people could record stuff and watch it. Yeah, you know, you would record like Tonight Shows or right. The best. This is totally a, a tangent, but the best uh, best TiVo example we have, I, I have is uh, I may have told this on our show at one point in a different tangent, but uh, when we we were kind of fairly early adopters, my roommates parents got him TiVo for Christmas one year and mm-hmm. so we were, uh, and we, were, we had friends who lived down the street and we were, you know it was New Year's Eve and we were talking to them and we we're like yeah yeah come over come over and they're like they're like oh, I don't know if we're gonna make it in time we still gotta do stuff I'm like no just come over it'll be fine and uh, so of course they you know they ran over and they they missed the actual you know countdown but then we because we had TiVo we just backed it up a couple of seconds until it was at like four and then as soon as they opened the door, we're like, oh, come on, come on, you made, you're going to make it. And then we hit go, and it was like, three, two, one, yay. And they were like, oh, really? We, we heard people yelling and stuff on the street. We thought we missed it. <laughs> and uh, That's, oh, that's, uh, that's uh, good friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you could have really abused it, like, you know, bet on a sports game or something. You know, like, all right, right. if he makes this shot, we'll bet 50 bucks, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Some crazy uh, thing. So, so I just looked up something interesting. Um, on so the dance uh, is on November twelfth because that's the that's the night of the the lightning storm. Mm-hmm. So on no on November twelfth, the episode of science fiction theater that George is missing is oh. the Hastings Secret, which is about a scientist who discovers a species of termites that consumes minerals instead of wood. I don't. I don't think you missed out on anything. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably sounds... better off going to the dance. <laughs> yeah, meeting, that sounds meeting like the love of his life. Oh, that sounds like the worst episode. Although, do you think uh, that had to do with Biff's get that make like a tree thing? Oh, you maybe. Know, I don't you make like a type of termite that doesn't eat wood, but rather eats <laughs> material, and get <laughs> out of here. Uh, and Marty would just be left confused about whether or not that was accurate. Yeah, wait. So should I stay here or what? I, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, so we see another. Uh, we see an- another appearance by uh, what's known as the class of '84 photo of the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question about this, and I want to get your guys' opinion because uh, we, we have been saving up this this bigger car- conversation because I I. I I just I was waiting for it to get really awkward, and I think we're at that moment now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at the class of '84 photo, and Dave McFly. Uh, the only thing that remains of Dave McFly in the photo is, are his shins. Now, I, I guess the logic of the oldest sibling going first is because he was conceived first. So theoretically, there would be still be a chance that the later two siblings could still be conceived if they met if george and lorraine got together later in life mm-hmm. i'm assuming that's sort of the internal logic that they're working from my question is what what in what what is the what what's going on in the photo 
that they took a picture of Marty, his sister, and the shins of their brother. Because... He was in a hideous accident. <laughs> now, when you take the photo, Marty, don't forget to bring your brother Shens. Jeez, <laughs> oh, mom, dad, just makes every photo weird. This because this might be blasphemy, but I've I've always thought the gimmick of the photo was just really clumsily handled and and like makes it's a no visual sense. tool. Yeah, like you're trying yeah. to convey like an urgency to what Marty's doing when, you know, anytime you have time travel, there's really no sense of urgency because you can always go back and, you know, tinker around again. But yeah. and like I can understand what they maybe should have done was maybe instead of like showing the picture fading and like you said, just showing his shins, maybe just like change. I don't know. But I guess if you just change the photo enough, then you'd be like, well, what is this just a different photo from a different what if it had, like something? faded out what if you became more and more like obi-wan and empire instead of like disappearing chunk by chunk i i think that would work better yeah but it still makes no sense it still doesn't make it doesn't sense. It, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> but it makes more sense than it's floating the, body part just his, yeah just a floating body part yeah that's has true. anyone ever <laughs> uh can you guys think of a movie or a show or maybe even real life where uh, someone went as a group costume as the the class of '84 photo. Oh. That would be a deep cut. That'd that be would. a great Halloween costume. <laughs> that would. And then every... you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to do the disappearing thing, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the best part of the costume. Yeah, people just just like just gradually leave the party, and you're like, well, yeah, it's just but me now. but in order of you disappearing from the photo. Yeah. Right. Or I guess you could do. You're like, where, where's Dave? Who's Dave? <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> you it could print like out. Wearing... Go, go ahead, Pete. Uh, no, you, I was going to say you could just print it out. But you, like, you could just do it as a one-person costume with the different people, you know, with the different layers of the people behind you. So you could, you know, over the course of the night, you could eliminate, slowly eliminate your brother and your sister. And then it would, mm-hmm. like, you would be playing the Michael J. Fox, but with this Definitely. kind of backdrop behind you. And then when you leave the party, just leave the empty background behind. Yeah, totally. And then jump on stage and play some rock and roll. Right. <laughs> it looks like she's wearing ballet shoes. Does it? Or like mm-hmm. weird oh. socks. It was the 80s. They're probably leg yeah. warmers. Sure, that's true. I mean, weird socks is not an unusual occurrence for the 80s. <laughs> weird anything, really. I think, her, I think she was originally wearing shoes, but then they disappeared once... Uh... The McFlys weren't going to meet, so right. Some, oh, somehow okay. shoes get uninvented. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, those particular shoes. Oh, right. They didn't. They weren't around to buy them for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any um, other way to convey that information that that without that gimmick. But I, I still think it's a clumsy kind of very contrived uh, way of doing it. But I can't think of anything else better. So. I think it's cleaner. They they doing the the newspaper headlines and the sequels is actually a cleaner way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not it's not a ticking clock it, mechanism yeah. in the in the sequels. It, this this they're trying to establish a ticking clock, but it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I guess also, ideally you'd want someone in the future to be able to communicate to someone in the past. Mm-hmm, but right. then that gets even more confusing and, and creates more problems. So uh, you need an Al, you uh, need a, the holographic uh, guy from the future to you know be stepping in and be like, "Oh, right. there's only a twenty percent chance possibility that you're gonna uh, you know you're gonna survive this." Like if Doc Brown could you know be a hologram kind of talking to Marty back in the future. 
back to the future. Back from the <laughs> from the future to now, or to okay. this now. <laughs> that, that was, I, that, that was I, the uh, original title. I really back uh, from the future like... to this now. <laughs> That's like the Chinese <laughs> translation <laughs> of the title, right? <laughs> Oh, I'm also from now... the future to this now minute. Uh... <laughs> uh, by the by, the time we're done with this week, that's actually what it'll be called. We're altering the timeline. Yes. Oh, right. I'm I'm staring oh, oh. at this thumb now. I I don't think that's Michael J. Fox's thumb. You think the stunt thumb? Yeah. Because look at it's, it. It's, it's actually it's it's uh, Stoltz. <laughs> there you go. That was the it... first thing they shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can't be Stoltz because it's. It's Michael. It's Michael J. Fox in the photo, but well, that's the weird thing is they brought back Eric Stoltz to take the. That, hold it, hold that's it. that's how they told him he was fired. Yeah. Hey, that, is that, Here, is that hold team, this. Is that Teen Wolf? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they gave him a photo that he disappeared, and Michael J. Fox showed up in the photo, and he's like, "What? <laughs> you fired, Stoltz? <laughs> Get out of here!" <laughs> so I guess another way the photo could work is have his siblings replaced by other siblings because. Like if Georgian, if George and Lorraine didn't meet or didn't oh, yeah. get together, they're like Lorraine would have married some other guy, and Michael J. Fox would have had different brothers and sisters. But I guess yeah. that would... well, Michael J. Fox would be Michael J. Fox. I know, you know, yeah. he should just yeah, he should just it, it, he should have started. They shouldn't have reshot anything. They just should have started the movie with Eric Stoltz, and it ended with Michael J. Fox <laughs> because he turned into the other actor. What are you saying, Doctor Brown? That I. Because I mean, I, look, I don't, I don't know a lot about biology, but I, but I, I assume that every everything has to be very specific in order for you to get the child that you end up with. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's a sperm lottery. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Well, so, so, it's like a, so the yeah. conep- con- conception had to have been at, at an exact moment to equal those three children. Yeah. So. This whole process didn't change any of that, didn't alter any of those situations. I wonder if their, you know, their entire makeup could be slightly different, even from, you know, like the extra glass of chocolate milk that sure. George has later. You know, maybe mm-hmm. their bones are slightly healthier or they're they're or less healthy because of the, you know, the extra bit of uh, chocolate and milk fat or something. Yeah, it gives them that extra confidence that they have at the end. Yeah, of there the you go. Marty could yeah. uh, Marty could travel to the new future to discover that he's now hypoglycemic. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been great if he went back to the present and he was still there. And because George and Lorraine had an affair, so it still resulted in Marty's conception. And birth, <laughs> I knew it. He would be Biff's illegitimate. Or oh. well, actually, does Lorraine? Not? She does. She winds up married to Biff, so she would, he he would be Biff's illegitimate, you know, uh, bastard, cuckolded <laughs> right. son. Well, the son's on the same would be yeah. Martin Snow. Yeah, there you go. Mixed snow. <laughs> um, also, just just the shot of the of the photo with Marty saying science fiction theater. Just just that out of context is just the most just such a weird like, moment. That's what you're taking away from this moment. Not holy shit, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. Dave's almost out of time and space forever. Yeah, <laughs> science fiction theater. Like imagine looking at a photo of like. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't want to get too dark, but yeah, just like imagine like Clark Kent looking at a photo of like cow, of like Krypton exploding, and he's like, "America's got talent, eh?" <laughs> Cut to like Superman performing on America's Got Talent in order to da, save da, his da, whole planet. Da, 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 da. Yeah, 
<laughs> can Superman juggle really fast? Oh. I think he can do anything really fast. Yeah, probably. Although he'd be limited by because if he you can throw it up fast, but then it wouldn't it would still fall down. It wouldn't fall down super fast. Sure. Right, right, right. So he'd really have to time it properly. But I guess you know he's Superman. He can. Uh, right. He, if anyone can do it, he can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's all I got for this minute. You guys got anything else? I'm good. No. Yeah, that's it. We got some some more good stuff coming up. All right. Well, as always. You can head to our website, backtothefutureminute.com, leave comments, uh, go back and listen to old episodes, uh, start a dialogue, start a discussion. Uh, you can contact us if you have something you want us to talk about for a future minute, like a personal memory or like something weird you've noticed and watching this movie and over and over again like we have. Uh, you can contact at uh, contact us at contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, tweet at us. We love we love hearing from you guys at BTTF Minute. Uh, you can tumble at us or towards us at <laughs> bttfminute.tumblr.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, share us on Facebook, leave a review on iTunes. It's sort of the the dopest thing you can do for a podcast is to leave like a good five star review. It'll really help us show up in more like search results or you know related whatever. It just helps us. Uh, <laughs> and our uh, other shows. Are the Doctor's Companion, where we just got done talking about Series 9 of Doctor Who. We'll be coming back in a few weeks, uh, a couple of weeks, to talk about the Christmas special. And on January 6th, uh, Scott and I's audio, comedy, superhero, melodrama, romance series, Geek <laughs> by Night. <laughs> and as always, uh, listen to uh, our co-hosts for this week. You can find them on a regular basis at Star Wars Minute. You guys are... Like, almost half an hour into Phantom Menace at this point, right? Like, 25 minutes? Yeah, feels a lot longer. <laughs> uh, what, what, what part of the movie are you guys on? The Planet Core. Oh, no. We'll be nice. past that. We'll be in ta- on Tatooine somewhere, I believe. Oh, wow. When I was okay. a kid, I used to call um, that, that Gungan city uh, Bubble Town. Mm, Bubble Town. That's Aww. a good name for it. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Goodfellas Minute, uh, someone's getting shot in the face or something. Uh, right. Well, that's we're not we don't host Goodfellas Minute. We were just guests on that at some yeah, point. But they're part of the family. They're part of the they minute. are part of the family. Oh, we, yeah. we do want everybody to go listen to them. Absolutely. Yeah, we we give the Minute podcast all all equal uh, equal footing because yeah, uh, we're all in the family. Let's <laughs> oh, listen and, to all of them. What's the uh, the new one that I'm excited to? I haven't actually checked them out yet, but. Uh, the uh, somebody just started uh, Desert Hearts minute. Uh, Desert Hearts. What the minute. hell is that? <laughs> uh, it's a it's the kind of one of the first uh, kind of lesbian rom coms. Basically, it's a, it's a or romantic drama drama with with comedy elements. So it's the first one to kind of paint it. I guess rom com is terrible. It's it's probably <laughs> it's, it's more dramatic than than not. But it's. Uh, it paints it positively, which is it's an important film in that sure. in that sense. It's uh, big in the community. It, it, yeah, it ends up being kind of like, you know, instead of kind of a lesbian relationship being a problem, it ends up being kind of a uh, a good thing, which which we didn't hey, see Denise much before Crosby's then. In it. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's that's really cool. And Mrs. Roper. Uh, yeah, I, I I like that we're getting more obscure stuff now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry well. for. I'm sorry for uh, for asking so blasely what that was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, check your privilege, dude. Sure. Fine. <laughs> 
right. We will uh, we will talk to you tomorrow with minutes. Bye.